welcome back to A Journey with Dante and our look at Dante's life and work and the Divine Comedy. And in this episode, we're going to look at the first four terraces of the Purgatory Mountain as uh, like an overall view of the terraces the first day after they go through the Gate of Purgatory and some of the nature of the process on every terrace and then also some of the highlights and, and major points and also kind of the beauty, beautiful poetry and the the themes from this part of, of the book. So, uh, in general, you could say that the you have the terraces of now pride, envy, and wrath, and sloth. And then they describe the, the vices and the virtues. So, every step here has a, a general process of first showing the virtues, and then you start with Virgin Mary on all of the examples of virtues that will offset the vice, then you meet the souls, and then there is some talk with the souls. There also sometimes a participation in in the uh, penance by the pilgrim, which is done in three of the terraces, which is Dante's personal vices as he sees it, which is the pride and the wrath and the lust. And then after that, you get the example of the vices and kind of seeing the, the consequences of this. And then you meet the angel at the end who is removing a scar like heals the scar on the forehead of the pilgrim and then says a beatitude, like one one line from the Sermon on the Mount in the newer biblical stories, and then the angel shows the way. So there's one way to look at the kind of the psychology of this is that it starts with the most problematic vice of pride because that's kind of, it, it lies underneath so many other things because it's about a way of thinking or seeing the world at a very deep level that influences so many other things. So that's kind of it's the root of many of the other problems later up up in the in the climb and kind of values that come above the deeper value of this hubris or arrogance or pride. So uh, when he starts with this in in the pride he gets this is important for Dante because this is his own major challenge so in this one you get this the main one of the main points here is it's a bit complicated but to offset the pride you need humility but it's not a humility that is uh, a kind of a self-enforced restraint that the thinking feels on top of everything and encapsulating everything but still kind of Putting itself down in a, in an act of 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 uh, just being humble for the sake of being humble, it is to acknowledge that which lies beyond the boundaries and the limitations of rationality and of one's own thinking. So this is why, at the opening of this terrace, now we're go, going a little bit into the details. But on the opening, you get this expanded prayer, like the Lord's Prayer, because to offset this tendency or instinct for personal uh, arrogance or, or uh, pride or hubris is to have an idea of what lies beyond yourself, to have some idea of the mystery, of the divine, and then automatically there will be a humility. So it should be something that is put in place of that beyond yourself, not just self-restraining because that won't actually work fully. So this is what Dante is doing when he's opening the first terrace with this, that the, the souls are saying this prayer 
to ground themselves and to get some sense of their own limitations. And there's also a really interesting part in this first terrace with, now we're going more into the details here, but it's such a great point that he talks about art because then Dante himself is a writer and his, his uh, arrogance is in some sense connected to his, uh, his extraordinary ability with writing. So when he talks about artists, he talks about like Cimabue and Giotto as you know, Cimabue is the first one. And then he's the teacher of Giotto who becomes the, he's seen as the first kind of giant of the Renaissance painters, but then someone else is coming after him. And then he's in, implying something about this, about himself and his own work. And uh, it also says here, so this is a Sinclair uh, commentary here, like the true artist serves an end beyond himself in which his work has its place and value and in which he must be content to be surpassed. So this is something that Dante is reminding himself. So he's showing a, a true sense of humility that even if he, he might be the most brilliant one, which in many ways was in his time, he was kind of the leader of this new group of poets who call like the, the new sweet style, this uh, Dolce Stil Nuovo. But he knew that he plays a part in a bigger in a uh, bigger development and he will be surpassed at some point. He also explicitly says this in one of the cantos that he's hoping for someone someday, somewhere in the future to pick up some of the, the substance, the topics from the divine comedy and write something that is even better than what he has done. So that is a, an encouragement <laughs> to everyone uh, to, uh, to, to maybe try doing this or to remember that it will be done and it can be done. And then, what you can do at your best is still play an important, crucial part of a bigger picture, a bigger development, but that is also all you can aim for. And this is the realistic humility. So that was just like going a little bit deep into the first terrace. Um, but it's also interesting to see the psychology of this, the process of every terrace, because it is like first understanding a bit of the nature of the topic, in this case, like the pride and the humility, and then going deeper into it. And then suddenly you might have some like these aha light bulb moments, and then you understand it more deeply and then things, it will kind of have ramifications everywhere in your psyche <laughs> because you will understand yourself and your thinking and your instincts and the world differently. So this aha moment is in some ways, you could see it, psychologically as this angel that is coming and then healing the scar. So it is a metaphor of this sudden kind of brightness in your mind that you have understood something and it will change you. And then the angel also then shows the way further, which is then you suddenly then understand other things and you can start working on some other issue that might need some, some adjustments or some kind of inquiries to go deeper and then change in another aspect. And then this is kind of what you're doing seven times on the Purgatory Mountain. Uh, and then just a couple of more examples. We talked now a lot about the first one. The second one is also really great with envy because it explains both the roots of envy as having misplaced value, but it also says that the healing of this misunderstanding of misplacement of values putting them more into the spiritual good, for example, will create a fellowship that is just mutually reinforcing each other. And if one has more 
of the divine love, for example, as this stunt is uh, describing it, as one of one of the, the parts of that, will just amplify and it will be no envy involved because you're a community and then if one grows spiritually and becomes has more of the good, it will benefit everyone. So um, that is a really way of turning the healing of one kind of mistake or misunderstanding or misplacement or something into something that is um, very positive, generative and growing. And then one last point about uh, the terraces with the fourth one, the sloth, Acadia. It could be helpful here to uh, see this not as kind of earthly life laziness, but as the spiritual laziness. One of the arguments there is that it might be too late. If you wait too long, kind of the metaphorical train might have, have left the station. You might miss important things in life because it just it is too late sometimes. And that is the, the risk and the problem of this spiritual laziness. So... It's, it's more of what you're doing inside and if you are trying to understand things more or trying to have some uh, discoveries or some growth or some journeys or explorations in it because that is uh, both a way to something helpful, inspiring, more quality of life, a, a better experience of everyday life as well, uh, but, um, but also the lack of it could have more long-term consequences of just missing out and being too late for things. So that's a, a motivation and a little kind of support in that one to to um, just <laughs> keep going and keep doing the work, as Dante says so many times, that is is hard sometimes in like the the, the mountain. But it gets easier from from the beginning. And um, that was about ten minutes. Uh, just a final little thing there is that the the theme of renewal, rebirth, creativity is also everywhere in the purgatory. So when Dante talks about new artists coming and surpassing the other ones, he's just reinforcing this theme that this is the process of renewal in itself. It's something great, shining, bright, vital, sunny, and is kind of blossoming and growing, and that is how it's working. And then seeing oneself as one bit of that process is a great way of, <laughs> an inspiring way of looking at life in itself. So uh, with that, we're going to stop this one. Hope some of this was uh, helpful and interesting and see you again next time. Thank you so much for listening to A Journey with Dante. If you enjoyed some of this, you can listen to the other episodes or also go to our YouTube channel, which is called A Journey with Dante. And you can also support us and get extra materials at patreon.com slash ancient world. Thank you so much for listening and see you again in another episode.